East Bay was the exact track Rocket needed, and somehow I missed the signs. Plus, David Gravel starts strong while others don't, and a busy Monday dirt racing schedule's on tap. Let's go. It's Monday, February 13th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. The weekend ended up being pretty tough for dirt racing. We had a lot of shows around Florida canceled, especially on Saturday because of the rain. That included two of the three nights for the short track Super Series and both finale programs at Volusia and East Bay. The Lucas Saturday night finale was canceled outright, while the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Show will be run when the series returns to Volusia in March. Wrapping up the dirt racing weekend, though, it was a massive bounce back at East Bay for the Rocket Cars. Hudson O'Neill went back to back on Thursday and Friday to earn his first two victories in the Rocket House Car, and all five East Bay wins went to Rocket teams. It was exactly what O'Neill and the House Car needed, and it was clear uh, that a bit of weight was off Hudson's shoulders after the wins, especially that first win. He's under a lot of pressure as the new Rocket One driver following uh, Josh Richards and Brandon Shepard in that seat, but these first victories will help his confidence. I think, though, that the pressure uh, will remain on him all season to, to contend for race wins, for crown jewels, all of that. And I probably should have seen this coming, and it's something I wish I would have noticed before and talked about ahead of the East Bay week, but if you look back at the previous two years at East Bay, Rocket has had a ton of success there. They won four of six nights in 2021 and four of five in 2022 and that included three straight from Brandon Shepard in the Rocket House car. Their package for the Clay by the Bay is clearly good, and it showed again this week. They were winless through the first 14 nights between Votto, Volusia, Golden Isles, Bubba, and Alltech, and then roared back at East Bay to salvage a solid start to the Lucas season. It was probably the exact track they needed to go to after that tough start they had in 2023. We'll see if they can keep it up into the rest of the year against the potent Longhorn lineup. And thanks to some rough nights for other contenders and being able to throw out some shows, O'Neill is right in the mix for the championship lead, only trailing Ricky Thorne Jr. right now for the Lucas Championship by 50 points. RTJ's counted races, so if you remember, they had an opportunity to count uh, five of their best 10 finishes, ended up being, I think, five of their best eight finishes. RTJ gets two wins, two seconds, and a third. O'Neill's got two wins, a fourth, and two fifths. So that's the difference right now between the two. Brandon Overton, Tim McCready, and Devin Moran complete the top five in the, uh, those Lucas standings. And after nearly starting with six straight top fives and two wins, RTJ's East Bay results were 13th and a B, 23rd, 25th, but he did salvage a fifth on the final night. And he wasn't the only one to struggle through the week. Davenport had two top tens, but was never really a factor. Tim McCready was 27th on the final night. Max Blair was second on Thursday, but way down the order the other three nights. Tyler Erb had a roller coaster week. He had a win and a second, but some other not so great finishes. Brandon Shepard wasn't great Thursday and Friday. And Overton, I think, was better in the 2X than he was in the 76. But with Speed Weeks for Lucas now complete, we won't see the series again for over a month. The next race on the calendar being March 17th at Atomic Speedway. Bunch of these teams, though, uh, will be at Volusia this week as Dirt Car Nationals switches over from sprint cars to late models. And I did want to mention, too, the demise of East Bay Raceway Park has been talked about a lot in recent years. It's happening. It's not happening. It's pushed back. It's okay. Uh, but it now seems as though we have a hard date for the end. Lucas will be back at East Bay for Speed Weeks in 2024, but they have also scheduled a race weekend in October of 2024, which they are calling the Grand Finale. Three nights, October 10th through the 12th, which includes a 50000 to win feature. It's a shame that we'll lose yet another racetrack when East Bay does finally shut its gates for the last time. 
Evolution over the weekend, it was a similar story with Thursday, Friday, uh, with the Thursday, Friday sweep. The Thursday feature for the World of Outlaws Sprint Cars was pushed to Friday because of rain. And David Gravel took advantage of a sour engine for Anthony Macri to take the lead under a caution, and he drove away to the win. Gravel was again the beneficiary of trouble for Macri in the Friday feature. Following a caution for a Macri incident, Gravel took the lead from Buddy Kofoid on lap 22 and led the rest of the way for the sweep. And as I said earlier, that Saturday show was lost to rain that will be run during the March weekend coming up in a few weeks. In the way too early point standings, and obviously way too early because we only have two races that will will probably end up being 70 or 75 complete. Gravel leads Buddy Kofoid right now by eight points. Logan Schuhart, Sheldon Hoddenshield, and Carson Macedo complete the top five. Not a great first two nights for Macri. Uh, with uh, with the Outlaws, but also for Jacob Allen, Donnie Schatz, and Gio Selzy. All three of those drivers failed to score a top 10 the two nights, which was a bit surprising, I think, especially for Schatz. Brad Sweet won the All-Star opener on Tuesday, then was sixth on Wednesday, uh, but his two Outlaw finishes will definitely leave that team wanting more. They were 19th on the Thursday show and sixth on Friday night. But back to Gravel, we know that two team was experimenting with some stuff the first two nights. Whatever package uh, they went with for the final two features was definitely the right choice. Fourth to the win and third to the win. Not a lot of competition uh, there at Volusia. Sprint Cars will be back at Volusia in about three weeks to kick off a reworked spring schedule uh, that does now not include a trip to California. And you always hear this about Volusia. Uh, it's tough to say how much we can really take away from this racetrack just because nowhere on the schedule is anything like Volusia. There are obviously plenty of half-mile racetracks, uh, but the conditions and how big horsepower is and the shape of that place, uh, not sure how much you can really take away from this. We probably won't know until we get into Pennsylvania in a few weeks and, and start really in kind of the meat of the outlaw schedule. With the Modifieds at Volusia, we did get to see a Travis Pastrana victory. He was one of the feature winners on Thursday. It was just his third career Modified start. I didn't think we would see him win, but he definitely stepped up and grabbed one. Kyle Strickler, uh, Strickler uh, wrapped up the Big Gator Championship, while Lucas Lee won the Speed Weeks title for the year between North Florida, East Bay, and Volusia. And tonight, after having Sunday off, Dirt Car Nationals restarts with a whole new group of racers. Tonight and tomorrow are Dirt Car Sanctioned Late Models with the two USAC Sprint Car Special Events. Those races are non-points. If you remember last year, these were the uh, Extreme Sprint Car Nights, but Extreme has gone away. Uh, but the event still won a non-wing sprint, so they called in USAC. As far as I understand, these uh, two USAC Nights will not be on Flow Racing. They will uh, Everything will be on Dirt Vision. Uh, and because they're non-points events, they're able to kind of stay on Dirt Vision. So there hopefully shouldn't be any streaming shenanigans tonight. Uh, Wednesday at Dirt Car Nationals is another round of Dirt Car Lay Models with the Super Dirt Car Series Big Block Modifieds joining in. And then Thursday through Saturday, our World of Outlaws Nights with three more Big Block shows. So a lot of action still to come this week at Dirt Car Nationals. And across the state tonight at East Bay, the All-Stars are back in action. They'll run today and tomorrow before going quiet until Attica in April. Don't expect any outlaw teams to be in the field the next two nights, but you will probably see some others come race who weren't at Volusia. Uh, I saw somebody tweet at me about Craig Kinzer and seeing his hauler headed that direction. I'd be surprised if Craig had already thrown in the towel, especially since he kind of wasn't signed up and then he signed up late. Uh, but if he's already thrown in the towel against the outlaws, I'd be a little surprised about that one. Uh, East Bay will even the playing field a bit for the sprint car teams and the risk for motor trouble is dramatically decreased. So, I you know, that's why I think you'll see some extra cars. Uh, last season, it was Tyler Courtney and Corey Eliason who picked up East Bay victories with around 40 cars both nights. And I think both of those guys are solid win picks for the next two nights, as is Buddy Kofoid with the speed he showed at Volusia. 
Uh, there are four shows on today's streaming schedule between Dirt Vision and Flow Racing. Uh, DV has late models and USAC sprint cars from Volusia, like I said, and Dirt Vision now. And Flow has the All-Stars from East Bay and Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Have a good Monday out there. We will see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>